Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. We are in a series uh, called Kingdom Culture. If you got a Bible, I want you to pull out your Bible. If you got an e-Bible, pull out your e-Bible. If you got something to take notes, I want you uh, to take notes uh, with me. Hey, can we do this real quick? Where's, where's Pastor Matt at? Is he, he's running something? I'll, I'll do it at the end. We're good, we're good, we're good. Here, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word. Uh, we honor your word. We're excited about your word. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would speak to the depths of our soul, give us new perspectives, give us vision and understanding for our life. And everybody agrees. Said? Amen. Amen. Uh, go with me to 1 John, 1 John uh, chapter 2. If you're taking notes, my message today is called Diluted. Uh, diluted. Um, we're going to look at verses 15 through 17. 15, it says this, don't set the affections of your heart on this world or loving the things of this world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are not compatible, okay? They're incompatible. Verse 16, for all that the world can offer us is the gratification of the flesh, the allurement of the things of this world, obsession with status and importance, and none of these things come from the Father but the world. The NLT version says this, for the world offers only the cravings of the physical pleasure cravings of everything we see, the pride and the achievements of our possessions. Verse 17, it says this, the world and its desires and possessions are passing away. Look at your neighbor and say, passing away, okay? Passing away. But those who love to do the will of God will live forever. Amen, okay? God's called us to reign, to rule, to live with him forever and ever. And so today, uh, it's just going to be real nuts and bolts, okay? And um, I've kind of looked at this series from this perspective that sometimes we need to go back to real simple basics in our following Jesus Christ, okay? That we just have to have a tune-up, and we have to have a tune-up of how we live in God's kingdom, not in the kingdom of darkness. And so today we're really talking about making sure that our place in our heart, our heart is in a place that's not running after the world, okay? Um, and can I just say this? And it's, it's, not a, it's not a dig on the church. It's just a reality. Um, if you've been following Jesus for any length of time, you know that sometimes there's some peaks and valleys. Amen? Okay, all right? That's not wrong, we just want to make sure that we don't stay in those valleys very long, okay? Because when we stay in those valleys very long, our heart and the affections of our heart can get tainted and off course really, really, really fast. So, um, Matt, are you helping me with that? that those, yeah, if you can grab that from me, that'd be great. All right, so today, point number one is this, thought life, okay? It's thought life. Verse 15 said this, don't set the affections of your heart on this world or loving the things of this world. 
So I have a couple of things I want you to write down. I want you to write this down today, okay? When I set my thoughts on this life, it will determine the passions of my heart, okay? When I set my thought life on this life, it will determine the passions of my heart, okay? How many you know whatever you're passionate about in your heart will come out in this life, okay? People will know what you're passionate about, okay? If you're passionate about your car, if you're passionate, um, thanks guys, appreciate that. If you're passionate about um, the gym, any gym rats in here? <laughs> I'm not, in Jesus' name, <laughs> sorry. How, it's like I get a kick for like two weeks and I'm like, ah, I'm good. Next thing I want you to write down is this. My heart will determine the direction of my life. My heart will determine the direction of my, heart, of my life. Okay. So I'm going to do a little illustration for you guys this morning. Um, let's say this is my thought life, okay? And right now, it's just super pure, right? Um, let's just say, you know, we're seeking the Lord. We're seeking after his kingdom. We're seeking after his thoughts, okay? This is why the word of God is so important, because it's God's thoughts, okay? It's, it's what he thinks. And so let's say, let's say this is my, my thought life, okay? Now, how many of you know that your thought life can get jumbled up real quick? How many of you have ever been like, I went to church on Sunday, man, pastor had a really good word, but by about eight o'clock on Sunday night, you're like, I have no idea what he talked about this morning, okay? Why? The enemy wants your thought life. He wants to steal the word of God. He wants to flood your thought life with all kinds of different thoughts, okay? So like, um, let's say like, you know, it's Sunday night and all of a sudden you start thinking about Monday morning. You're thinking about your job, right? So you start thinking about your job or how many of you uh, just hate your task list, okay? Yes, yes. The rest of you are liars right now, okay? If you love it, good for you. I, I feel like my task list is just never, never ending. And so, you know, we can put some thoughts uh, about our job. You know, we can put some thoughts about um, our task list in there. Um, maybe, maybe we're thinking about things like um, hobbies or sports or living uh, through our kids' through their sport life, you know what I mean? Or uh, maybe it's, you know, desires of life and things like that. And so, you know, we throw some more, you know, thoughts into our mind. And then, you know, maybe it's some media. Maybe it's some songs. Have you ever realized that, like, I know, like, I know that, that we think that music sometimes is just the background of our life, okay? But there's a lot of um, trash in music, okay? There's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of times that it's forming um, 
may seem like good value systems, but they're really forming thought patterns and value systems that are actually working against the kingdom of God, okay? Um, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll like turn, I don't know what it is the last couple of years, man. I've been in the country. I, I know, I know. Look at Ezra, man. He's cheering me on. He's like, come on, brother. <laughs> so I think sometimes I'll turn on country and I'll be like, man, it's that country twang, that draw. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I just feel good about myself. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is just good. This is good music, you know? And then like, you start listening to some of the lyrics and you're like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You know, I, you know, I just got to see the world through whiskey glasses. And I'm like, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? You know, and then we're on, you know, we're on social media, right? I wish social media was never invented. I literally wish it was never invented. It's just the devil's playground. And you know, what's, you know what I'm even finding with social media is this, and I, I know we all do this. Like, we all love the mute button on social media, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, like that. But what's interesting, even the things that we want to see aren't necessarily the things we need to see. Can I get an amen? Okay. I know we're like, oh, I want to see all these people and all their opinions. But it's not always God's opinions. You know what I mean? And then, and then we have things like what? We have things like achievements. You know, we're thinking about things we want to achieve in life. We're thinking about, you know, new things we, we want to buy or, you know, seasons like we want to go on vacation. And, and, and what happens? All of a sudden, our thought life becomes what? Really diluted. Really cloudy. Really, you know, jumbled up. How many of you know that the enemy is an expert at diluting your thought life? Okay? And he's an expert at diluting what what really happens when your thought life gets diluted, your passion and desire for Jesus gets diluted, right? That's really what happens, okay? So he's trying to make your thought life cloudy. I despise cloudy days. Anybody a cloudy day fan, okay? Good for you. Move to Seattle, okay? Your people are there. I hate cloudy days. I hate rainy days, okay? I feel like on cloudy days, my mind is like jumbled up and I just can't, I can't think straight, okay? This is exactly what the enemy wants to do, okay? If he can cloud your mind up, number one, you're never gonna have victory in your own life, let alone how are you going to be aware enough to see when you need to bring victory to somebody else's life? Right? Can we just clarify this, this picture of the body of Christ? We are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Okay? Like God's not coming down from the clouds and fixing everything. Okay? We're the church. We're supposed to help fix the world. We're not supposed to just look at the world and throw rocks at the world. 
we're supposed to go and help the world, okay? And so our thought life has to be clear enough that we could actually have a dialogue with the Holy Spirit that we could walk into work and go, I don't know what's going on with James, but there's something going on. I can tell there's something off in him. And I'm just going to simply maybe go to lunch with him and go, hey, James, how are you doing? Amen. That's the body of Christ, okay? And the enemy is so good at diluting our thought life, diluting our passions for Jesus. And then what happens? When our passion for Jesus is diluted, our passion for his church is diluted, right? And what ultimately happens? The course and the direction that God has for our life gets off course. God has a plan. He wants to use you, okay? So what do we need? We need the clarity of what? The Word of God, okay? We need the Word of God because God's Word is truth. And and I've been really, like, just hitting on this over and over again. The only truth that exists in this world is God's truth. It's the only truth. Okay, and even even the laws of you know um, that we have in this life all come from what God's word comes from God's truth. So we need God's truth to do what? Wash our thoughts. Okay, why? Because our thoughts are diluted. So we need the word of God to come in and do what? Start cleansing our what? Our thought life, right? Okay, now, how many know this? It takes time, right? So, like, listen, the water was really, really dirty for a hot minute, and then we threw the Word of God in, and what happened? It cleared up some of it, right? But what really needs to happen? A continuation of this a continuation of our minds being cleansed, our thought life being cleansed, things being changed. Amen? Michael, can you move this over for me? Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, Michael. Yeah, guy, can you come help? Come on. Give it up for these awesome young men of God right here. Let's go. All right. Point number two is this. Incompatible. Incompatible. Okay? Let me ask you a question. What do you love? What do you love? Um, can you put that picture up, Jess? Okay. This is my amazing, look at that woman of God right there. That's me and Jess uh, last week in Chicago. Now, I love Jess and I tell people all the time, one of my favorite things in life is date night. No children in Jesus' name. Get dressed up. Eat some good food. Love date night. Love spending time with my wife. Okay? Now, how many of you know If I introduced a new love, new love, okay? AKA side chick, you know, okay? You're like, ooh, 
This is spicy today. If I introduce a new love into our life, into my life, how many know Jess and I become what? Incompatible really, really, really fast. Can I get an amen from all the married people in the house? Okay. Let me read you this verse, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse 19. It says this, but I assure you of this. I love when the Bible is like, hey, I just want to make this so clear to you. Like, this is a truth. You can take it to the bank. I promise you that this is true. This is what the word's saying. I assure you of this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. This verse is not mixing words, okay? I know that there's some times in the Bible where we're like, all right, Lord, you got to kind of explain this one to me, not totally getting this one, not totally understanding this verse. And then there's just verses where God goes, I just want to make this abundantly clear, okay? If you worship other gods, serve other gods, chase after gods, we got an issue. Let me ask you this. Have you ever forgotten about something that you loved? Okay. I'll give you an example. Uh, So me and Jess, we were driving uh, to Chicago, and I said, Jess, I said, hey, uh, turn on some music. Um, I don't like driving. Does people like driving to, like, long distances? I'm not that guy. but So I need, like, some entertainment. And so I was like, Jess, put on some music. And so Jess started playing some old songs from like when we were growing up. So I want to play a few for you uh, this morning, okay? All right, play that, that first one, okay? How many of you remember this song, okay? Yes, yes. All right, so this song, it's Oasis, it's Wonderwall, okay? She puts that on, and instantly I started thinking about me in a flannel shirt with like a picture of an old girlfriend singing this song to that picture, you know what I mean? Can I get an amen from anybody, Okay. So she played that song. I got a couple other ones. All right, all right, play the next one, okay? Listen, you cannot not dance when this song comes on. Like, you're in the car, and you're like, yeah, this is how we do it. We're driving. Let's go, you know what I mean? Right? I got, I got one more for you, one more for you, okay? Play this next one, okay? We all about to get saved right now. Okay. What do you think when you hear this song? You think of prom, right? I think of like 1997. I'm at prom, dancing, singing that song. You know what I mean? Taking everybody back today. Right? Okay. So you hear those songs. And what happens? You're like, man, I used to love that song. I used to love that jam. Like, how many of you had Boys to Men just on repeat? Okay, just on repeat. It was a couple years ago, like, like a bunch of the ladies in our church went to a Boys to Men concert. I was like, good for you. And you're like, man, that was so good. 
You're like, part of you feels like, man, I forgot about that song. Like, I need to put that on a playlist today. You know what I mean? Why do we forget? Why do we eventually forget? We eventually forget because something new comes and what? Takes our attention, right? It takes our our thoughts, okay? Remember what Deuteronomy said. said, I assure you this. If you ever forget the Lord, your God, and follow other gods, okay? So the question is this. What are other gods? Because I would probably be really certain if I went through this room one by one and asked you, are you serving Jesus? Your answer would probably be yes. And then if I said, are you serving other gods? You'd be like, no, no, I'm no, like, no, you know. But what are other gods? Other gods could be what? Literally anything in this world. Okay, I, I call other gods this. I have the four T's. Anything that dominates your time, your talent, your treasure, and your thoughts. Time, talent, treasure, thoughts. Anything that dominates those things can be what? Other gods. I'll give me an example. You all know that I love shoes, Okay. Um, we moved a couple weeks ago or like a week ago, and uh, my man, Danny Green, came to our house to help us move, okay? And man, he was awesome, man. He was tearing beds apart. I mean, I've never seen, he was like a whirling dervish of energy, just like packing the truck. And I was so thankful for Danny, okay? And like one of the last things that we had to do at our house was pack all of my shoes, okay? Promise you. I have, anybody ever been to the container store before and they have those like, like clear boxes and you can put shoes into them? Well, in my closet is just like rows of these containers with shoes. And Danny is like taking them down and he's like wrapping them with like, you know, like, like bubble wrap and, and wrap getting them. And so we get to the next place and Danny goes, bro, I've never seen somebody with more shoes in my life. <laughs> than you, okay? And he's right. I mean, it's a sick obsession, okay? There's, a, there's, a, there's an issue in my heart. So what can happen? Well, how many know that there's apps for shoes, okay? I mean, like, I mean, I could follow five different apps and have five different things about shoes. Maybe your thing's is dolphins, okay? Maybe you have a dolphin app. I don't, I don't know, Okay. But you can, you know, you can have an app and, you know, and, and what is that doing? It's, it's taking up your, your time, okay? My energy, right, can go to figuring out, because that the, the real thing is, like, how am I going to get these shoes? You know, like, like, I can tell you about shoes that are coming out next spring. Right, Nate? Amen? Yep. And then the next thing is, like, my energy is going to, like, trying to figure out, like, how am I going to get these shoes? You know what I mean? And then, you know, like, what happens is my thought life starts, you know, thinking about like, man, how am I going to look in these new shoes? You know what I mean? Like, what outfit am I going to wear with these new shoes, right? And how many of you know shoes aren't free? If I was president, I'd make all shoes free. Okay. <laughs> so what happens? 
my time, my talent, my treasure, my thoughts start getting dominated by what? Things of the world. And like I said, your thing might not be shoes. Your thing might be fishing. I don't know what your thing is. But how many of you know that these things can end up being what? Little gods. And we have to ask ourselves, the ultimate question is this. Is my worship, because remember what that verse talked about. That verse talked about what? Worshiping. This is the number one thing that God cares about you. He wants and desires your worship, okay? This is why worship is a really big deal at our church. This is why we don't just sing songs, because we want to worship Jesus. We want to give him our worship and give him our praise. And the question is this, are there things of this world that I'm giving my worship to? Am I giving my time, my talent, my treasure, my heart, my thoughts? Am I giving it to these things? Am I worshiping these things? Because here's the deal. The moment you start worshiping the things of this world with your money and not honoring the Lord, what does that verse say? You will certainly find destruction. When I talk about tithing, when I talk about giving, I'm not doing it to harm you. I'm doing it to help you understand that there are blessings down the road that God wants to bring, and it will save you. What does the word say? When you tithe and you put the Lord first financially, it rebukes the devourer off of your life. Amen? So what does that mean? All of a sudden, your car lasts longer than it should. I have a friend that I haven't seen uh, in a while. And he got into my 2009 Honda Pilot. And the first thing he said when he got into that car, he goes, man, this thing's still rolling? I'm like, we're rolling hard in this thing, okay? I got 320,000 miles on this baby, okay? All right, why? Because God will rebuke the devourer. Or I'll choose to not honor the Lord financially, and what will happen? certain destruction. It'll just happen. Why? Because I'm not living under God's authority, right? Or I start worshiping culture. I start putting social media. I start putting the thoughts of this world in front of me all the time, and I start worshiping culture's thoughts. What will happen? Certain destruction. It will lead you to become bitter, angry, frustrated. Amen? We're all bitter, angry, frustrated at the world instead of walking with the love of Jesus and the peace of God in our heart and caring about the world. Certain destruction. You start worshiping your plans, your time, what you want to do, and you start, you know, not worshiping the Lord, not putting the Lord first. What happens? Certain destruction. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Says this, how can you worship two gods at the same time? You will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. So, what is God saying? He's saying, it's either me or the world. 
And, and I just want to, I want to kill this thought of this, this once saved, always saved. I just, I don't believe in it. I, I don't believe in once saved, always saved. I don't believe that, um, you know, in 1996, I prayed one prayer and gave my life to Jesus, and I just lived for myself the rest of my life. No. No. God wants all of you. He wants all of you. Why does he want all of you? Because he gave all of him. He gave everything of him. He laid his life on the line for you. To do what? To win your heart. See, the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross wasn't to make you feel bad. It was to win your heart and go, wow, I can't believe that Jesus did that for me. I can't believe he took my guilt, my shame, my condemnation. I can't believe he took my sin. I can't believe he took my, my sickness like Jess was talking about in worship. He took it on the cross, defeated it all. Why? So that I could live in victory for him. Amen? Jesus wants it all. He's not in it for a quarter or a half or a part of your heart. He wants it all. Point number three is this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, how many of you remember, there was a commercial uh, a couple years ago. There was an older gentleman, and he had a fishing outfit on, and he was like in the middle of the streets. Yeah, somebody's laughing already because they know what I'm talking about. And he was fishing with a dollar, okay? And there would be like a dollar on the street, and like somebody would like go to grab the dollar, and then it would start like going, and they would start following the dollar. And every time that commercial came in, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought it was the greatest commercial. Obviously, you guys don't think that way about that commercial. Though. I did. How many of you know this, that the enemy fishes with a different bait? Okay. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean he's not fishing for your soul. Okay. It, the, listen, the Bible is really clear. In the last days, the last days that we're in, there will be many that will turn away from Jesus. Many that once knew him. This is why the Bible says that when the end comes and they're standing before Jesus, some of them go, I prophesied in your name. I, I spoke in your name. I healed the sick in your name. And Jesus says what? Depart from me. I don't even know you. Why? Because the enemy never stops fishing for your soul. He never stops fishing for your attention. He never stops fishing for your thoughts. He never starts, stops fishing for the desires and the passions. You could be white, hot, passionate for Jesus and nine months later be denying him. And you go, oh, that'll never be me. Isn't that what Peter said? You know what Peter that walked with Jesus said? Let me read this verse to you, okay? 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. For all that the world can offer us is the gratifications of the flesh, the allurement of the things of this world, an obsession with status and importance, and none of these things come from the Father. Jesus wants you to know, none of these things come from heaven above. None of them come from the heart of the Father. So he's wanting you to see 
Anytime you see these things, you know this is not the kingdom of God. This does not work in the kingdom of God. But it says it comes from the world. So here's the deal. There are three ways that the enemy tempts us. It's the same three things that he's been using from the beginning of time. It's the same things that he did with Adam and Eve, and then it's the same thing he did in Matthew chapter four with Jesus. He always offers the same three temptations to grab your heart. Number one is this, satisfying your flesh. I don't care how long you've been serving Jesus. You will have flesh until you go to heaven, okay? And your flesh will always crave, desire something different than the kingdom of God, always. And what I crave and what you crave will be different, okay? Because the enemy studies you, he knows you, he knows what you like, what you don't like, he, he is watching your life just like the government, okay? No, I just had to throw that, just had to throw that in there. Why is it that I can like be in a conversation with Jess about like anything and then like 14 minutes later, it's on my feed and I'm like, ugh, ugh, right? Look, the enemy's studying you. What is the temptation? To fulfill your flesh. The grass is greener on the other side. I've done a lot of marital counseling lately. What's the thought? The grass is greener on the other side. It's not. He just makes it look that way. You want to fulfill your flesh. You want to fulfill the desires of your heart. That's, that's the first temptation. Second temptation is this, the allurement, okay? What does that mean? It's the lust, lust of what I don't possess, okay? A lust of what I don't possess. Sometimes it's also a lust of the things that God doesn't want me to have. Can we be okay with that? That there's just simply things that God goes, don't touch that. Don't even, like, get close to the line on that, right? It's okay for you and I to learn how to deny our flesh, okay? People always ask me this. Why is there a tree in the garden, right? Why is there a tree? Why is there a tree that God says, don't touch, don't don't have that? Why? Why? It's ultimately our choice to love Jesus or not to love Jesus. And without temptation, there's no choice. So there's always going to be an allurement, a thought that if I get that, if I have that, if I get that job, if I have more money, if I, you know, get that car, if I get whatever that allurement is for you, there's always the thought, if I get that, I will become happy. I'll become satisfied. And how do you know, like like a mirage, it will come and it will go just as fast? How many of you know that sometimes you'll get what you want 
just to be disappointed in what you wanted. It's an allurement. He's really, really good at this. Worship me, you can come on up. The, the third thing is this. It's that an obsession, obsession with status and importance. It's incredible how obsessed of a world that we live in right now about anything, okay? I love, like, it was cute for a minute when people would, like, sit in their cars with their phones and be like, hey, what's up, friends? And I'm like, we're not friends, okay? And they'd be like, what's up, friends? I just got to tell you about this product. You know what I mean? Amen? We all know. And everybody is telling you about their product. About what? What they're obsessed about. But what are they really obsessed about? They're really obsessed with status. We live in this culture, in this moment, that wants status. And I think what it really is, is this. It's just us going, I want to be known. I want to be known. We all have this deep place in our soul that we want to be known. And that's okay because God put that in you, but he ultimately wanted you to find it in him. He ultimately wanted you not to be known on social media. He ultimately wanted you to be known in him. He wanted, listen, there is not a greater moment than when I'm in the presence of God. And I I love, he'll say this every once in a while. He'll call him, he'll go, Jeffrey. And when, when I hear the Father say my name, I know that I'm known. I know that I'm known. I know that I'm secure. I know that I'm protected. I know that I'm with my creator. I know I'm with my father. I was driving home the other day and I was listening to Benny Hinn. Anybody remember Benny Hinn? Love Benny Hinn, love Pastor Hinn. Benny Hinn, he's a wonderful man of God. And he was talking about God the Father being his father. And he stopped and he said, I want you to know he is my father. I know I have a earthly father, but he is my father. And when he said that, it like resonated in my soul. And I knew, like, it was just one of those moments, like, the father was right there with me. He was like, you're my son. I'm your father. We want to be known. We want to be found. We want to be loved. We want to be encouraged. We want to be strengthened. But I promise you, this world will not fulfill your soul. 
And I know that we can look at a message like this and we can think, man, this is a great message for people who don't know Jesus, people that don't, you know, serve the Lord. What a great message for them to hear. No, 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 no. This is a great message for all of us to hear. Because sometimes we have to do an evaluation and go, God, am I serving other gods? God, am I giving my worship to other things? Am I trying to be known in this world and the system of the world? Because what at the beginning of the day did I say in that scripture? It said, it's all fading away. And if the Lord just said to me the other day, I was just, I was just spending some time with him and he goes, it's never gonna be the same. Just take it out of your mind. Take it out of your mind that this world, America, all this is never gonna be the same because I'm coming back really soon. It has to change. I has to change. And it's not changing because God's angry at you or frustrated. It's changing because the world is in a fire drill. How many of you remember fire drills when you were a kid? And that fire alarm would go off and they would gather everybody and they would take everybody out. Listen, the world is in a fire drill getting ready for Jesus to come back and the Antichrist to take that spot. It's okay. I just feel the Lord going, it's okay. It's okay. The Lord said, when you see these things happening, look up, look up. Don't look at the world. Don't study the world. Don't get frustrated. He said, look up. Why did he say look up? He goes, you got to take your eyes, your attention, your thoughts, your time, your talent. You got to take it off of the world and you got to put it on me. You got to refocus on me and I'll give you the grace and the strength to live in this season. I'll give you the grace and the strength to be victorious in this season. I'll give you the grace and the strength to go reach people. The thing that I keep hearing in my heart over and over and over and over and over again from the Lord, the Lord keeps speaking tomorrow. He says, I'm gonna use Elevate to gather. I'm gonna gather people. I need to rescue people because I'm coming back. You look up, you look up. Why don't you stand up this morning?